1: And we're going to take you all the way up till the end of the hour, 9 a.m. Eastern time, six o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. And we do so with the man himself, the voice you have tuned in to hear,
0: the one and the only Brady Quinn. <laughs> I, I hate when you do this. What's wrong? Uh, yeah, you, you know, you know, build it up, oversell, <laughs> uh, under deliver yes. like, like every single time. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, yeah, I, so-
1: I'm your I'm your personal hype man.
0: Wrong with that? That's true. That, yeah. That's true to some degree. Although I've never wanted a hype, man, just a drinking buddy. That, that's that's all. You know, well, just a guy to gotta have a few beers with. It, you know, it's
1: it's it's what I do. I, I'm here to uh, support you. I'm here to promote you, and whatever I can do to try and uh, you know uh, uh, you know uh, glory, uh, give you all the glory, <laughs> and uh, celebrate you here on Fox Sports Radio. I want to be able to do that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I wish you
0: would hype yeah. me up from yeah. time to time. I I, I try <laughs> to. I, I try to. Then we yeah. have a segment like we had it's the last right. hours. So yeah,
1: yeah. There's not uh, there's not yeah. a lot of uh, opportunity to do so. Um, all right so speaking <laughs> of uh, hype um, we are already starting and we talked about the uh, Trey Lance situation with the 49ers, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the uh, Kyle Shanahan and company. Uh, they are going to work Trey Lance in. He's going to get some plays, some opportunity, going to get some uh, some reps um, with, the, uh, with the number ones. And so people are looking at this going, all right, well, sooner rather than later, uh, Trey Lance is going to be your starter there in San Francisco. The other guy getting some buzz uh, is Justin Fields in Chicago. And uh, the more that we see these reports and there's this throw that made the rounds on social media, this, uh, you know, just impressive throw was across his body and he was on the run and so on and so forth. Uh, it feels like there's been a lot of hype surrounding Justin Fields, uh, so much so that uh, his teammate, Jimmy Graham, was asked about the young quarterback. And here's what here's his response. Uh, Justin Fields, uh, first impressions of him. Does he remind you of anyone you've played with? Man, I love the kid. You know, he uh, uh, you know he sits beside me in the locker room, and and um, man, he wants to be good. You know, and he wants to be great. Man, he puts in the work. Um, you know, his uh, the guy
3: really you know really really can throw the ball. You know, that's been impressive to see his arm strength. Um, you know, at some point I got to get him. I got to I got to get him matched up um, at at some point. Um, uh, the guy out there in seattle you know especially you know the ability to you know to make plays
1: um while you're running i think you know he's gonna have um you know it's it has been impressive to see him so young so focused um you know and i can tell you know it it definitely reminds me a lot of russell wilson hmm interesting um I have not I have yet to hear Jimmy Graham's comments on Andy Dalton, the starting quarterback. <laughs> uh, so I'm just wondering when those come out. Uh, but this this feels like the who's hype got in visor
0: mode. By the way, he's he, Andy Dalton's got in visor mode for this hey, training man. camp to try to steal some of those headlines. It, it right.
1: worked. For, it worked for Jim McMahon. You know, That's true. I mean, he had to That's wear a true. visor. Um, yeah. uh, look, it, we haven't even played a preseason game yet. I mean, like this is getting out of control. So, uh, like we we are at the point to where. I just I, – I don't think that, that Matt Nagy and company would, would feel the pressure, but if Justin Fields goes out and plays his ass off in the preseason, don't you have to have the conversation about week one at the Rams? Like what, like, what are we waiting for? Like, if he plays his ass off, what are you waiting for, really?
0: I find the entire thing really interesting for this reason. So, to your point about preseason games not even being played yet, there is zero upside – for any starter, in, in particular a starting quarterback, for playing in preseason? I mean, think about it. There's injury risk. You could get hurt, end up not even have the chance to start week one in a meaningless game. And, and in, in this scenario, let's just say Dalton's the guy to go into the season as the starter right now, as he's continually said he's QB1. Well, if that's the case and he goes in and doesn't play well in preseason, what do you think happens when Field goes in and lights the world on fire? Yeah. Now it creates this media buzz because that's all they want to see anyway. Now, not, not that they're behind closed doors and, and, and have an ability to listen to what Justin Fields knows about the offense or Andy Dalton does, for that matter, or practice, you know, all that stuff. But there really is no upside for a starter playing in preseason, no matter how you look at it. There's not. Because as much as you, you might want to say, well, they'll be able to knock off some rust, be more ready for week one, you have 17 games and you've practiced enough, these veterans have played enough where they don't really need to necessarily. So that's what's working against Andy Dalton in this case. The other thing is, you know, as we talked about with Trey Lance and the San Francisco 49ers, they said they're going to use him situationally. I look at Justin Fields and go, hold a second. I mean, he runs a 4-4-40, folks. Like, if you're ever going to use someone situationally at the quarterback position who's big and can run, that would be Justin Fields. He's got the ability to do that. So that's the interesting thing from Chicago is you haven't heard them make that statement yet. And even though, you know, Dalton took the Bengals to, you know, for what, five years straight to the playoffs. Yeah. um, You know, he's – look, he's the most prolific passer in Bengals history, by the way. And he's played a long time in the league. You know, I still – he's never taken a team to the Super Bowl. You know, Garoppolo has been able to showcase that at least one year. Uh, I I think you've got two scenarios that are very similar – And it's largely going to come down to how each one of these veteran guys handles the next three, four weeks, meaning preseason and then into week one, week two, and whether or not they can handle the storm and the pressure that the media is going to put on them and constantly talk about the guy behind them waiting to eventually start.
1: How much do you think Dalton's going to play in the preseason? like he's going to get some snaps obviously because you know they uh, he he just got there and I get all that and they want to you know give him some some reps you know in, in an actual game at, as the brand new bears quarterback but how many how much do you actually think Dalton's going to play in the preseason
0: um it'll give you an indication of if he is truly QB1 because if he doesn't play at all he's for sure their week 1 starter like no questions about it if he plays in my mind I think there's still a little something in the back of their mind that they need to see or want to see from him. Either, and that could be because it's a new offense, right? He signed in the offseason. That could be a portion of it. Um, or them saying, like, hey, we want to get you comfortable with it. But I think if he plays a little bit, it almost opens the door for, yeah, this could be a really quick. Uh, transition from Dalton to Fields at some point this year. Wow.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't think about that. So basically this is a tryout still. Like like the preseason is going to
0: be used as a tryout. So this Saturday. I, I think if Dalton Dolphins, plays. I think yeah. if Dalton plays this preseason, I wouldn't call it a tryout. I would just say they will be still monitoring this. And that after it's all said and done before week one, they can always come back to and show the tape to Andy and say, look, this is what you've done this is what he's done. You know, we've kept track of all that. We just feel like he adds a different you know element running the football but also that much more upside to him as well. So the 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 longer it goes on where they're kind of both playing doing that whole deal, the more that I'm I'm suspect thinking, all right, maybe it is going to be Justin Fields week 1 for Chicago.
1: I mean, here's here's the other thing. Andy Dalton even mentioned this in an interview he did last week, to where you know, yeah, he can hear the fans uh, cheering for Justin Fields. He can hear all, like, he, like you hear all that stuff, right? I mean, like, I would imagine, like, when you got to when you got to training camp, Derek Anderson was there. But he had to have heard all the calls for you. He had to have heard all the people celebrating you, all, all the all the conversations. Like all, like all of that stuff does make noise. I can't, I can't imagine that Andy Dalton, ha- that, that hasn't affected him at some point throughout the course of camp.
0: I'm sure. I, I think the thing that, that Derek had going for him when I came in my rookie year in Cleveland that was different was he wasn't the guy. It was Charlie Fry. Now, they were kind of at a quarterback competition, but it was really Charlie Fry – who they were preparing to be the starter, and then they benched after one half of football week oh, one versus right. the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: Oh, oh that was, was that your rookie year?
0: Yeah. So, so oh, the reality God. is, you know, even though there were some of those calls, and, and I played, I think my first preseason game ended up being Detroit, um, where I threw a couple of touchdown passes. Like there was that, but he kind of came in as like. Coming off the bench, just go with the hot hand. There was more of like a, well, we'll just go out there and, and take this thing as far as we can. And to his credit, he played awesome that year. And he was a Pro Bowl, you know, quarterback. Um, played really, really well for you know, really, really well for the Browns that year. And, and so you know, I don't know that anyone was really questioning him or, or trying to say anything then because he wasn't the guy all training camp that really had the bullseye on him. That was more Charlie Fry. And
1: by the way, wasn't uh, wasn't Charlie Fry a team captain going into that game as well too? Uh,
0: that probably was the case. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so he, I, I'll be honest captain with you.
1: And got benched at <laughs> halftime and traded the next week.
0: Yeah. I, I, that was quite possibly you know, when people are like, like, what were the first moments where you realized like this? It's different than college. I was like, well, let's just start off with my rookie season week one. Uh, the guy we prepared to be the starter the entire offseason got uh, benched at halftime then traded the next week. Like <laughs> That was like my introduction to, oh, okay, so this is a stable organization. Let's see how this works.
1: Good God, man. And then all of a sudden, uh, yeah, away we go. Like th- I, mean, that I remember is, uh... we,
0: we fired our general manager when Mancini got there eight games of the season. It was like, <laughs> I don't know. Like The guy just got there. I don't know how he could have done any like that much damage in that amount of time to be fireable like like it's, it's it's literally you just got there that off season and then and so maybe you had one draft class And then you literally you're fired halfway through the season. Like I just I don't know that it it was nuts. There were some really crazy things that happened during that time.
1: That is uh, that's amazing, man. I didn't even think about that part of it as well, too. So so he's prepping the entire training camp to be the starter. He's named the starter. He's the team captain, and then gets benched at halftime, and then they trade him the following week. Like that is because if I'm not mistaken, wasn't Tom Savage the starter? Deshaun Watson's first year, and then Bill O'Brien made the switch to Deshaun Watson at halftime of that game. And I, I think I, think that's I remember accurate. that. Yeah, yeah. But but again, Tom Savage. I mean, like they didn't trade him the next week. Yeah, you know, they didn't. It wasn't like uh, like that one. I could understand, but just grooming him to be the guy. And then he's the team captain. He comes out. They're shaking hands. I wonder if somebody would have told Charlie Fry as he's shaking hands, uh, you know, before opening kickoff, congratulating him on, on being named uh, the starter and team captain week one. Just, and I wonder if somebody would have said to him, hey, man, how much you willing to give me if I tell you that you're going to be uh, benched at halftime and, and with Seattle next week? Wait, what? What do you mean? Like, like <laughs> seriously, Charlie, how, like that's insane, man. That is dysfunction at the highest level.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, it was it was an interesting uh, couple of weeks. I'll put Good it that way. Good God! I mean, uh, I, all right. I, as a rookie, you have no idea how to how to like look at it, and you're like, oh, maybe I should just go search through history <laughs> and see how many times this has happened in the NFL. And then you're like, oh, all right. Maybe that's even a little bit crazy for NFL standards. Okay. Yeah,
1: it's uh, that's amazing. Uh, he's Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. It's Outkick the Coverage here Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up next, um, we are now going to see who is the next quarterback to get paid. And the conversation is going to get a little dicey and a little bit heated. We'll get into that next here. It's Outkick the Coverage, Fox Sports Radio.
3: This is Outkick the Coverage. Yes. Yeah.
1: We are going to have the scraps, things in the world of sports we have not had a chance to get to, so we'll uh, have that for you here. And one of these stories in the scraps uh, is uh, is maybe the most competitive move I've ever seen uh, in a sporting event. Uh, you, Mr. Competitive, I don't even know if you would pull this, Brady. I,
0: I would not do something like this. Uh, I, do, I do respect the competitive spirit. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll get into it. I, I'll, I'll leave it at that but I personally I don't think I could ever do something like that on purpose maybe on accident but not on purpose yeah
1: it's uh, it's just a glorious glorious moment of a competitive advantage in the world of sports we'll have that for you here 10 minutes from now uh, alright so we were talking about the quarterback that uh, quarterback contract the next big one Josh Allen gets the six years 258 million dollars uh, 100 million dollars guaranteed at signing um, and, and you were sort of breaking down the deal, that it's not one of these tear up the final two years of his deal and it's more of a four-year, but it's actually, in essence, an eight-year contract. So Josh yeah, Allen's not going yeah. anywhere. No, no. Yeah, so he's going to be there a long time.
0: I mean, $100 million fully guaranteed. That's a part of the commitment besides just the fact that it's six years attached to the, the end of his rookie deal, which is a five-year deal with the option. Um, and I think the biggest difference for me in hearing that, that it's actually six years on top of that is you know, now you got to look at the age at which you know he'll be um, able to look at potential free agency. You're talking about like low thirties, like mid, like 33, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. C- kind of a, I don't want to say a big difference, but I mean, by by the time you're 30, you'd, you'd hope you'd have another crack at a second, you know, a third contract at that point for him. Um, which is, I think the interesting thing about it is he had two ways of going. Dak's contract is more of what I thought he would do. Where I mean, but I guess the biggest difference is the fact that, you know, Dak was staring free agency right in the eye. I mean, they had used the, the franchise tag on him. Yeah. Josh still had not only two more years left on his rookie deal, but they could have used you know one or two tags on him. So really, the team could control him for four more years if if you look at what you know him not signing a deal would have equated to. Uh, so it was a little harder, I think, to do the type of deal that Dak did, uh, and and probably you know easier for him to do something similar to what Patrick Mahomes did if the team feels that committed to him, which they obviously do at this point. So
1: because Dak's deal was more closely resembled the uh, Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson contracts, correct?
0: Sure, sure. I mean, and you can even say to a degree, you know, Kirk Cousins, because yeah. the difference with Cousins is he just went three years and said, I want a fully guaranteed. Most contracts for quarterbacks, they'll guarantee through the third year. They'll have mechanisms of different things, but it, it might not and It might not be guaranteed at signing, but it'll essentially be guaranteed through the third year. It's really that fourth year that no one's been able to tap into those guarantees, which in this case, I, I think Josh Allen kind of ekes into that a little bit. Uh, But the money isn't, you know, it's not that significant to the point where it's going to hamstring the Buffalo Bills in doing that. So that's that's the biggest difference is, you know, the short term and then trying to get another bite at the apple versus going long term and just saying, I know they're going to come back to the negotiation table with me anyway because they're going to have to create cap space. They're going to have to do all these other things down the road. And so I'd rather be under contract doing that instead of putting them in a pinch Every four years or so,
1: and just for uh, people that were uh, you know not familiar with this situation, Brady Quinn and I have been working together for five six years here on Fox Sports Radio, and we've been doing the Sunday Night Show uh, that time uh, from eight to eleven p.m. Eastern Time, five to eight Pacific, and uh, you and I have been pounding the table for years about josh allen there is there is a josh allen uh fan club and you and i have been leading the charge for years so to see him get rewarded after all our hard work in supporting him and promoting him uh and and just how how much fun he was to watch even in year two when you didn't know if he was going to throw a 90 yard touchdown in the air or a 90 yard pick six the other way what a good time watching josh allen play football brady quinn
0: it's been a ton of fun i mean he's a special talent you could see that coming out of wyoming i think i told you when they were coming out of the draft you know that year um he was throwing to guys that were balls were bouncing off their chest their face masks. i remember watching the iowa game and thinking he should have had at least a couple of touchdown passes in that game and he made one play that it literally was an incompletion but he scrambled and found his way out of four different times getting sacked and he somehow was able to extend the play just to throw the football away. And I, I, I remember watching going, dude, that's a sack for 99% of quarterbacks in that situation. But the fact that he could get out of it and actually still manage to fight another guy off, slip through another tackle, shrug a guy off and throw it away, it was impressive. And there was things like that you could see in his game. That, you, you know, the, the media didn't buy into. You remember the first couple of years of Oh, his accuracy. His a-. Yeah. Dude, it wasn't about that. He was playing with lesser talent at Wyoming with him. Um, you know, were there some mechanical things he's cleaned up? Sure. But what you see even last year, you know, before Diggs got there, I should say two years ago, his team was hurting him as far as drops. And part of the reason he's got such a strong arm, that ball jumps on you quick. And any quarterback with a really strong arm is never going to have the highest completion percentage because his ball's not going to be quite as catchable. It's going to jump on you a little bit faster out of the brakes. That's just the reality of it. And you're probably going to utilize that strong arm to chuck the football down the field where your completion percentage goes even further down. So there's a lot of reasons why like the completion percentage to me is one of the dumbest ways that people are going to – we're trying to measure his accuracy, but just overall accuracy in general – and it honestly was really revealing last year when you saw all these people who were like, "Oh, they fixed his accuracy. It's like, "No, dude, you just didn't watch film. you looked at box scores. <laughs> like he was he's always been pretty accurate. Now, does he have a tendency at times to overstride a stride or get a little bit wide with his or wild with his uh, motion? Sure, and he's going to miss some throws or a rush a throw. But that's a product, I think, of any taller, longer legged quarterback, which he is. So that was the biggest thing that was revealing to me was all the people who've turned the corner that said, well, he proved his accuracy. Come on, man. Like, it was always like that. The biggest difference is they finally got him a number one wide receiver in Buffalo after the first two seasons not having it.
1: And, I mean, let's, you know, also not to bury the lead here. Uh, you know who their tight end is, don't you?
0: Yeah, is that your cousin, by the way? I meant to ask you.
1: No, I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe. I mean, uh, yeah, Dawson Is, is there Knox. a relation? Yeah. Are
0: yeah. you and Dawson Knox?
1: Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, listen, I, I can lie and say there is if you want me to go that route. I have no problem. I kind of did. All I right, was kind of yeah. hoping you would. All right. So uh, so ask me that again. All
0: right, so for, they've for got the this tight end that he's, uh, he's an emerging star in the league. Josh Allen loves him. Dawson Knox are you guys related never yeah, heard uh, of him
1: yeah I mean well, yeah, that's that's offensive yeah you didn't know that uh, yeah absolutely Dawson Knox uh lo, long lost relative of uh, now of Knox does
0: your long lost relative Dawson Knox does he love scoring boxing matches he does like yeah. you do a little box on social media
1: yeah, a little box with Knox I don't know about that oh, I was going to uh, yeah yeah. Listen, uh, you know scoring uh, Pacquiao uh, Marquez too. You know it does, and I know you're. I know you're into this
0: boxing stuff. Oh
1: yeah. scorecards oh, yeah. and things yeah. like yeah. that. Big so, uh, yeah, big, 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 big scorecard guy. guy.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, I, I it was interesting.
0: That. Someone pointed out, by the way, that like I, I had missed a letter in the box with with Knox, which yeah. uh, unfortunately it was the yeah. wrong letter yeah. to leave out. Yeah. However, yeah. here's here's the issue with that in twitter like i can't go back and edit it i can't change it yeah. i understand the reasonings why yeah. But now it just sits there to live forever, unless I delete the reply, which I don't, because I was trying to support you with your scorecard scoring on social media.
1: Yeah, you're a pain, and you're a pain in my ass. You continue to be a pain in my ass. And for people out there that are wondering what Brady's referring to, um, well, first things first, he lied to you just now. That's a lie. That's not true. He he he, he, did. It was not a mistake. He was not a mistake. Uh, He likes to spell my last name but leave out the letter N. All right, so just, just everybody think about that. He likes That's to, not so. True. So if, I mean, if you're is, driving, if you're waking up on the West Coast and you're listening on AM five seventy LA Sports, the Blowtorch of Fox Sports <laughs> Radio, just understand, understand that when Brady leaves out the N in my last name, it's intentional, and he's lying if he tells you that he made a mistake on Twitter and he couldn't go back and edit it. That's a All right, lie. Tr-
0: truth be told, we may yeah. or may not have had a segment a few years ago where I was like well you've got the easiest transition to a porn name for or any national radio show host. Yeah. And we just, we talked about this and you said yeah I just I I dropped the end in my last name i are like yep that's yeah. you drop the end you yeah. added an extra x it's perfect. It.
1: Yeah that is so. uh, that's how it's done absolutely. Uh, I mean there's just one thing missing. <laughs> but I can't, you know I don't, I don't don't necessarily qualify. I think it's uh, a category
0: uh, for everyone nowadays. Yeah.
1: And t- trust me not uh not not with high def. Uh this is not, <laughs> uh, not uh, not not the way we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be uh, orchestrating uh, my plan B if this whole radio thing doesn't work out. Um, I do need to ask you though uh, quickly before we hear from Eddie Garcia, uh, who signs next? Baker or Lamar. Uh,
0: Lamar. I, I think I, I'm not sure either gets done before the season. I think if it does, though, it'll be Lamar. Uh, injury risk. Uh, I think Baltimore's got a desire to do it too, and, and I've just heard Baker and Cleveland are, are too far apart on what he or where he puts himself amongst that class. So I think they want to wait until after the season. I think he wants to have one of those seasons where maybe Baker's a guy you might want to sprinkle a little money on. I don't know what his uh, MVP odds are, but I think he feels like he can have that sort of season like Josh Allen did last year where it puts him in that conversation of one of these huge contracts. And, you know, honestly, it gets him that much closer to free agency, which should up the ante on how much he's willing to ask if he has one of those big years.
1: He's Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. It's Outkick the Coverage here at Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, it is the scraps. Things in the world of sports we have not had a chance to get to, including somebody who is way, way, way too competitive. It's yours next here. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Eddie Garcia. All
2: right, thanks, Jonas. We'll start with Major League Baseball. Games of note where the Phillies were taking on the Mets in Philadelphia looking to get the series sweep and run their winning streak to eight in a row. It brings us to our Discover card, play of the night.
0: The 0-2 got him. Ball game is over as Zach Wheeler with the most Roy Halladay-like performance we have seen since the man himself. A two-hit shutout as he has completed a sweep of the Mets. 3-0 the
2: final. Final call from the Phillies Radio Network. Wheeler with the complete game 2 hit shutout and a 3-0 victory as you heard. ready to get the sweep, and that's eight straight wins now for Philadelphia. They've got a two-and-a-half game lead on the Mets in the NL East. The Braves beat the Nationals 5-4, so Atlanta actually jumps over the New York Mets and into second place in the NL East. They're two back of Philadelphia. Rays over the Orioles 9-6, while the Red Sox lost the Blue Jays 9-8. Tampa Bay now with a four-game lead on Boston in the AL East. Giants beat the Brewers 5-4 in a battle of division leaders. Dodgers over the Angels 8-2, but L.A. still four 4- back of San Francisco in the NL West. White Sox wrap up a three-game sweep of the Cubs with a 9-3 win. Astros lose to the Twins 7-5, while the A's beat the Rangers 6-2, so Oakland is now two back of Houston in the race for first in the AL West, and the A's are also now percentage points up on Boston for the number one wildcard spot in the American League. And the Padres shut up the Diamondbacks 2-0, San Diego holding that second wildcard spot in the NL. A couple of NFL notes, the Indianapolis Colts signed star linebacker Darius Leonard, five years, $99.25 extension. Uh, He gets $52, $52 million in guaranteed money that makes him the highest paid linebacker in the NFL. He's now signed through the 2026 season. All-Pro corner Xavier Howard agrees on a restructured contract with the Miami Dolphins 12 days after he requested a trade. This agreement allows him to earn up to $3.5 million in new incentives this year with more guaranteed money in 2022. Now back to Jonas Stocks and Brady Quinn in the Outkick the Coverage Studios.
1: Uh, hey, Eddie, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Peter Burns, a former Fox Sports radio alum, a good dude, Uh posted on twitter uh today is the 33 year anniversary of wayne gretzky's trade to the kings from the Oilers. yeah how about about that that? 33
2: years oh my gosh
1: isn't that that's how you became a hockey fan right
2: that was a big part of it yeah i uh was like this guy's coming here what's this all about let me go check him out and then i started watching hockey and yeah
1: that's a great one the great Yeah. yeah he by far and away is the greatest of all time right
2: uh the greatest scorer of high. all time yeah i would say well oh uh,
1: yeah i mean uh because Ovech- ovechkin's getting <laughs> close wait, no, yeah, wait, I mean, hold, on,
0: hold on what happened
1: there well yeah, I, on, I think
2: Eddie. i would have to say ovechkin's the greatest goal scorer of all time but but gretzky's the greatest scorer of all time does that make sense yes yeah that makes sense uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that makes sense okay. yeah,
0: yeah. And, so you- gretzky's a better all-around player i mean how you, yes how you yes yes okay. i would okay. think so yeah yeah
1: that's uh, and and by the way, uh, Eddie. There's a uh, another layer to uh, puck the world on the Ben Maller show later this week. How about that? You know, I'm just I'm I'm helping uh, produce the segment here for you
2: on Puck the World. You're a man knowledge. of many hats. That's, that's what yeah. I do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Leave that joke
2: alone, Brady. I don't okay. even go there. I, 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 I didn't, didn't say go. anything. I was going <laughs> to. <but laughs> you I did. Did.
1: Yeah. yeah, you just you got to be careful around him, Eddie. Uh, he'll take the conversation in dark places. I'm a, I'm a professional here, broadcast yeah. professional. So yeah. I, I'm,
0: I'm the good. guy who rides shotgun and then grabs the steering wheel and just rips you right into yes. a ditch. Yes, yes, you do. Yep, uh, yep, that right.
1: me. Um So we are going to cover it up in. We'll call it. Actually, you know, let's because I want to make sure we have full time for this story of, uh, of competitive advantages uh, in the world of sports so we will do the scraps here coming up in about 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio I do need to ask you this because you were ripping into people that are just reading the box scores and you talked about the Josh Allen situation and you said uh, look Q, you know, uh, completion percentage when it comes to a quarterback you know sometimes it's a misnomer because if the quarterback's got a strong arm there's a lot of drop passes and maybe that's not factored into it explain to me why you don't buy into, since we're on the topic, all right, for people listening, explain to me why you don't buy into the stat category QBR.
0: Um, it's not that I necessarily don't buy into it. I, I just think any time you're using uh, – because, because look, that that at least that stat is trying to take situational play and have a weighted average for it to then determine how how a player played, right? So in third down red zone, those areas, if they play really well – in particular situationally like that, which largely determines the outcomes of, ga- outcomes of games, it should be a high number, right? So it awards quarterbacks for playing well in those pressure situations. That's one nice thing about it. Generally, look, if, you, if you're playing well at quarterback, you should have a high quarterback rating. Like, it's easy to see based on the, the cumulative stats that go together. The hard thing is, is if you throw a pass and it hits off a guy's chest, and he drops it, it's an incompletion and so not only does it not take into account how accurate the pass was, but it's going to hurt your quarterback rating. It's going to hurt your quarterback, you know, uh, QBR, quarterback rating, whatever you want to use. It's going to hurt all of it. So my, my whole thing is, is, like, there's no or like airline for a drop pass or a tip pass that ends up being intercepted, even though it was a perfectly thrown ball or it was a, a well-thrown ball that should have been caught that wasn't. That all still goes on the quarterback. So until you watch the film and until you see what happens, like, for example, if a guy is getting pressure all day and, you know, he ends up not having a great passing day because he's constantly being flushed outside the pocket and he's only got half the field to work with, you know, it, it, you know, you don't, it doesn't really tell the whole story of the stat line. You know, all you see is QBR. You see this list of stats in the box score and go, oh, he must have played bad oh, well, meanwhile, did you notice that he actually ran three miles like Patrick Mahomes did in the Super Bowl because <laughs> he was being pressured so much. Right. So just stats sometimes when they oh, stats don't lie. Yeah, they do. Because unless you watch the tape or the film, you really don't have an appreciation for what exactly happened.
1: It's, it's what, what do we say about diets? Where they go? Oh, well, what diet works the best? The one where you put the fork down. All right. You said, yeah. with, with enough of yeah. this, cra- it's like, well, which, which stat works the best? The one in which you actually watch the game. Because it'll tell you what's going on, but that's the problem. There's a lot of people that just go by either QBR or or go by some of these stats and and think they've got all the answers, and and it's just not the case. I mean, yeah, you gotta actually. I mean, I'll
0: throw another layer on. Like all those heart rate monitors, people like, oh, look how many calories I burn in my workout and all that. It's like, okay, that's great, but like, how do you feel? How do you look? Like, do you are you actually losing weight? Are you actually getting in shape? Or are you just relying on a piece of equipment? Because you were doing some sort of little strenuous workout for a certain period of time, where you think you're burning that many calories. Like (laughs) I I got a buddy who who goes to the cycling classes all the time. He's like, I burn like twelve hundred calories. I go, that's awesome. But like you, you don't look any different, man. Like you're not losing. Like, <laughs> All right. what's the deal? Like, right. what's the deal here? Like, maybe we need to figure out a different workout routine, or maybe, maybe that place is lying to you with how many calories it says you're burning. Because I'm not seeing the results. Like, you may see how many calories you burn, but it's not translating. Then, if that's the case,
1: the, the worst I ever felt was when I was my most lean. Like when when I had lost a lot of weight and and wanted to get down. I was like, oh, you know, I'm gonna get down. I want to get lean again. I, I, I was frail. I was weak. I had no energy. Like, it was the worst I ever felt. And it was, you know, just conditioning wise, it felt great and all that, but it was the worst I ever felt. Uh, so then you try it out, and I realized, oh, I got to add, add a few more pounds because I looked awful. Absolutely terrible. But, uh, but again, man, listen, it's just you and I talking that workout here, just giving out diet tips, QBR tips. It's what we do here at Fox Sports Radio, full service here at FSR. <laughs> you know, it's like, like one of those gas stations where they go full service or self service, full service service here we come out to you you
0: guys don't have any of that though do you i don't don't
1: believe so i think i think it's oregon and new jersey if i'm not mistaken are the two places in which oh no you're not allowed to pump gas
0: we have one in south florida well yeah there's certain places where it's like that but there's there's also certain stations you can go to that are still full service man that's awesome It is pretty cool. Although I, I, you know, I I don't mind pumping my own gas. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's it's the laziest thing in the world if you have somebody pump your gas for you.
0: Like, do you think there'll be a day when people are going to be like, "Oh, I I need someone to come out and fully electrically charge my car"? I mean, we're we're venturing into Uh, that realm at some point. I
1: can't listen. I can't even as somebody um, who drives a truck that's got three hundred and four thousand miles on it, the thought of electric cars freaks me out. It just yeah. weirds me out. Yeah, uh, self self driving yeah. cars like those Teslas, to where you can take a nap in the back seat and they can drive for you. I that just that is a that is a nightmare waiting to happen. I want no part yeah. of it. Yeah. No part of it. Yeah. Uh, but again, you know, I'm a, I'm a car guy. You're not really into that stuff. Uh, you're into <laughs> yeah, fancy that's right. Things. That's right. Yeah. Fancy things. Uh, all right. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here. It's outkick uh, the coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, uh, you talk about wanting a competitive advantage. This is borderline cruelty in the world of sports, and we we'll have for you here on FSR.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour?
0: I'll tell you, it's a spin-off of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR.
3: Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every Week explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the fifth hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: He's Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. It's Outkick, the coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Brady Quinn and myself will be back on the air tomorrow. Same time, same place here on FSR. Uh, some more uh, NFL training camp storylines. I'm sure we'll be out there, Brady. Uh, also, uh, this week we've got the, uh, uh, the the Field of Dreams game in Iowa. Have a yeah. yeah.
0: How cool Can't is that? that. I, I need to yeah, go find on, that man. coffee mug, you know, where, where, the, where the corn disappears and the players emerge. Oh, so cool. Back when I was 90 nine years old we bought one Got of those it. things that's so, so cool
1: it's it's awesome I bet my mom um, threw it out think you about know it. oh that's yeah. not very nice i mean listen well uh, she probably you, did she yeah, probably
0: well, did yeah. listen that happens we uh, uh by we, the way we didn't play very well in that tournament so she probably threw it out Yeah.
1: well yeah but it, it's a good it's a good you know for something for keepsake good collector's item I
0: tell my mom yeah. that but trust me yeah. she didn't keep anything unless it was a first place trophy
1: so oh, by the way you don't know it's even uh, more cool than that The fact that uh, we've got a guy, Angel, who is listening to the show right now on the iHeartRadio app in Mexico. Literally, he's in Mexico. And uh, he just wanted to let us know that uh, here here in Mexico, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say that. So play the racist drop on yourself, Roberto. Play it on yourself. You like to call everybody else for it. Yeah, Yeah, there there you go. That's for you, Roberto. Yeah. Damn yeah, racist. we didn't say anything. Racist. Yeah. I
0: was just happy we were going international with this yeah. thing. You
1: know? uh, he, he wanted to point out that uh, it's rare in Mexico that you pump up gas in a gas station. They always have the workers pump for you. Check your car's oil, water, tire pressure, etc. You don't even have to get out of the car to pay because uh, you pay the person. Yeah, just uh, you so give them the money. That's a lot. Yeah.
0: To, to his point, though. I don't though, know. It was cool. Was I, I don't know if it is or not, but who cares? <laughs> to his point, it does make sense to have someone check every time you stop to fill up all those things. Like if you really think about public safety, like, yeah, you probably should have someone check the fluids, your tire pressure, all that stuff and wipe off your windshield so you can see properly. Like I completely get that. Like that actually makes a ton of sense. I'm not sure why we pivoted now where people are like they're texting and driving, even while they're filling up, you know th- their tank. When they stop to go get gas, they're still texting and driving. Like I'm not even sure they know they're filling it up properly. They could be putting the wrong fuel in their car for all they know.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's very very strange. But uh, again, we appreciate the love uh, there in Mexico. Uh, right now, though, it's time for this. You moron! How could you not get to these stories?
3: You moron! These. Are the scraps?
1: And for to find out what we have missed so far on the show, we turn it over to Danny G, our executive producer, to get those
3: answers. Dave? All right, let's get right to the story that you teased. A French marathon runner is getting some heat for preparing to knock over a row of water bottles at a hydration station during the latter half of the Olympic Men's Marathon on Sunday. Shouts out to Justin, who uh, tweeted this picture this video rather to be on sunday his name murad amduni 33 he could be seen in a cluster of other runners as he approaches the station he then reaches for a water bottle knocks over an entire row of them off the table like dominoes before grabbing the last one and leaving nothing for the runners behind him now the video has sparked some debate online as whether or not as to whether or not the move was intentional. Some are arguing that he was in an awkward position, sandwiched between others in excessive heat there while trying to reach for a water bottle. But you guys, this is a top athlete. Yeah. This is a marathon runner he could grab a water bottle. This looks like he's trying to get a competitive advantage, right?
1: And what's his name again?
3: His name is Murad Amdouni.
1: Yeah, they should change it to Marad Awesome. That's what they should change it to because that is an awesome move. Good for him, man. Hey, you bust I mean, your ass your entire life to try and win a gold medal. You get there. You got an opportunity. I'm sorry, man. Nobody's safe. Sorry.
0: I, I, now, it looked like there was a few other rows of water still available, although they were out of the reach of yes. a lot of runners, like that was that was that was the issue. So there's two rows, of, and he knocked over
3: the runners could actually reach. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I'm actually with Jonas on this. I think it's a tremendous <laughs> tactical move to it's take great. out the one that's most readily and easily accessible to them. Um, now, look as far as whether or not it's fair. Look, if they didn't say anything to him, I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, if yeah. there's a gray area, you pull a stunt like this, you make them put it in the rule book next time around, I like it. I don't know who this guy is. I, w- I just want to grab a beer and be
3: friends with him. Yeah, that's awesome. Good for him. By the way, he wound up finishing in 17th place. Oh, so he Robert, needed the advantage what is what you're saying. Like, that's the, he needed it. <laughs> <laughs> like well, he needed
0: this sort of advantage. But what, what
1: a waste of time. <laughs> wow. At least he tried.
3: All right, Lane Kiffin met with his football team Saturday night prior to the first practice for Ole Miss of the preseason on Sunday, and he had a confession to make. I saw a picture of me at the bowl game last year and told the players I looked like an anaconda that had swallowed a deer, and the deer got stuck in its neck, (laughs) Kiffin said to the team. He says that the players howled at his analogy, but he wanted them to know that he's very serious about discipline That goes for all of us, starting with me, Kiffin said. Here I am in the postseason meetings back in January telling my offensive linemen and the other guys that they needed to eat better, lose weight, get in shape, and I looked like a whale. So, what did he do? He's dropped more than 30 pounds. Wow. Good for him, man. Yeah, I mean, he, he's,
0: you know, I remember him during his time at FAU down here in South Florida. He had a good old time. All right, I'll just put it that way. Yeah. Old Joey well, Joey Freshwater was was loose. Oh, that's right. Yeah. By yeah. the
1: way, uh, over under win totals for Ole Miss, seven and a half. What are we going with?
0: Mm. I love their quarterback, uh, Matt Coral. He's a hell of a player. I, I'm going to, uh, it's a tough, uh, I don't know. I, I think seven's the number.
1: And By the way, what's a better alias, Joey Freshwater from Lane Kiffin or Ron Mexico from Michael Vick?
0: Like, which is I think Ron alias? Mexico. I, yeah, I think do, Ron yeah. Mexico. It's it's, it's close though. I mean, Joey Freshwater is great if you're on a coast. If you're not, that's true. You yeah. know, if you're near a body of water, even though I'm not really sure why fresh water would make <laughs> sense. You know, because <laughs> I mean, salt true. water sounds fake.
1: Yeah, that that no that's a very good point. Uh yeah, but uh, but listen, uh, there's uh that, that's a fun that's a fun place to be a head coach, huh? Uh, Florida Atlantic. It's a fun yeah, place to uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, any place where there's low expectations and you're near warm weather and a body of water. I think those that goes really well with a nice uh, adult beverage, you know. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Listen, High pay, but... low expectation, body of water, warm weather, alcoholic beverage. That's
1: yeah. why I if Key West ever gets a college football team, I mean, come on, you know, uh, you know, your buddy at uh, Mississippi State. There'd be a lot of
0: rubbing it. knees going on there. A lot yeah, of people well, rubbing each yeah, other's knees. Well, yeah, yeah.
1: that and something else as well too. Happy <laughs> birthday, by the way. Oh, oh, oh,
0: alright.